7.35 nearly, and the Sewol Ferry was successfully raised fully from waters to the southwest of the country of Jindu Island, 1,075 days after the disaster. Let's now welcome on the line Captain John Noble of Noble Marine Services in the UK. We connected with him immediately after the disaster back in 2014, and thank you for joining us. Good morning. Um, so, the Sewol weighs... 6,825 tonnes in total, was carrying 2,143 tonnes of freight, which exceeds the weight legally allowed on the ferry by 1,000 tonnes. But how significant is that in the history of uh, salvage operation, uh, that the uh, sail wall's been raised successfully now? Well, I think in terms of her being raised, it has been a very successful uh, operation. The fact that the ship might have been overloaded when she sank would not actually have affected the salvage operation that took place. But the operation itself, as I say, was successful and has been a very good uh, example of salvage. What are your thoughts on the, the method, though, of, of lifting it as a whole rather than, than cutting it up? Well, that's a good question because there was a requirement, I understand, that the hull be brought up uh, intact. Uh, the same thing happened to the Costa Concordia in, in Italy. And this is not unusual when it comes to the authorities wanting some control. So the Salvors were given the job of bringing the hull uh, of the seawall up intact and that they seem to have successfully done. <clears throat> the thing is that um, the authorities, in the form of the government, are pushing now to uh, cut it up uh, for the investigation purpose, but family members are still very opposed to this. They've been opposed to it uh, previously because of the, the, the risk of losing loved ones, maybe still trapped within this vessel, but going forward... They see it as an obstacle to finding out the truth. Um, I mean, does uh, dismantling this ferry somehow stand in the way of finding out what really happened? I don't think so. Ultimately, she will have to be dismantled. There's no doubt about that. But she is being taken uh, to a safe port where uh, work can be undertaken. And I expect the first thing that will happen will be a manual inspection of the interior of the hull in anticipation of finding the remains of those who's, who, who died during the incident. And that doesn't require dismantling immediately. It may be, because the structure has partly failed, that they do have to undertake some dismantling so that they can safely get to the remains. Bear in mind that safety of life is still the priority for those people who have to work on the wreck. The other thing is, you know, you described this as a successful operation and, and thankfully it has been raised above water. Some, I guess, were starting to lose hope of even having a day where they'd witnessed that. But, but it did take nearly three years. What are your thoughts on that timeline? Well... I'm not aware of the detail of the operation in the day-to-day -day basis, but uh, the, the area is not a very pleasant one. It's open to the sea, and there are very strong currents, tidal currents. So three years, whilst it may sound a long time, uh, 
from the technical point of view, it was a controlled operation uh, and it was successful. So I don't think the Salvors themselves can be criticized for the time it has taken, particularly now as it has all been successful. What about the difficulty in salvaging a, a vessel of this size, generally speaking? I know, uh, as you've just reflected there, that you are familiar with South Korean waters, but um, in in the context of salvaging vessels, is this a particularly challenging one? It's challenging because of the requirement to bring it up intact and the method they use by putting big beams under the hull by burrowing through the, the, the seabed uh, was something that is not that uncommon the ferries have been the european gateway was one many many years ago the herald of free enterprise was another ferry that sank in european waters so it, th these incidents are not without precedent but the method used on this one was rather different uh in the sense that they put big beams under tied them uh made them fast to wires and then hydraulically lifted it up so it was a highly skilled and technical salvage. But even with all the technology involved, then, basic weather conditions have a huge impact, do they? Oh, yes, indeed. I mean, in, in any salvage operation, particularly in the open water such as this one, uh, you can only work when the wave heights are not very high, maybe one, one and a half metres. The tidal currents that happen all the time there would limit the amount of diving time on the seabed. So there are these constraints, and then, of course, it, it's, it can get stormy there as well. So there are a lot of parameters, weather and sea-wise, that govern the capability of being able to work safely. You mentioned the Costa Concordia before. What was the reason for that being lifted intact um and and perhaps well, again, any other notable examples well the costa concordia case that was a requirement again of the authorities in italy that she be removed intact and not broken up on site one of the reasons for that was the environmental one they didn't want debris scattered over the seabed and that very often is the case but there was a car carrier, again, in European waters that I'm very familiar with, um, where the, the, the ship, the tricolor, was in fact uh, cut up in, uh, on site before being disposed of. Uh, in Korea, I did a job in the ship called the Hyundai Spirit, which was a big bulk carrier, and she was removed intact because that was the simplest way to do it. Well, um, intact... The Sewol is for now. Uh, the, the next step is bringing that vessel to land and then beginning this investigation process. Uh, what Indeed. can we learn with that vessel above water that we've not been able to learn so far? Um, the theory that's been working so far has been that uh, actually multiple factors involved in, in this disaster from um, the, the, the vessel actually veering off course, being overloaded uh, and so on. Uh, but uh, there are many people speculating about other factors, uh, citing the loud explosive noise uh, before the disaster occurred or as the disaster occurred. Um, are you hopeful that now it's above water we'll, we'll be able to get those answers? Oh, I think we will now. I mean, if there were explosions or 
other damage to the hull uh, during the sinking. All this will be able to be revealed once they get the, the hull of the seawall into a safe place where people can safely go on board and conduct what you might call a forensic uh, investigation, which will include trying to find out exactly what happened and why. They're also through with uh, the the very challenging task of lifting it above the the surface, but is there still technically a very difficult job to do in terms of actually floating it on this uh, semi-submersible over to Mokpo? Yes, indeed. And again, I have experience of doing that with with a sunken barge. Uh, And putting it onto a semi-submersible requires, again, a lot of skill, a clear understanding of the stability situation. And because the seawall will probably have mud inside, the weight distribution can't be guaranteed. So they will have to be very careful indeed. However, these are very skilled people undertaking this operation, and I'm very confident they will take all the factors into account. But yes, it is going to be difficult and will require patience and understanding. Yeah, I can almost hear the bereaved family's voices, though, saying where was this skill and care and attention when that rescue operation was being carried out. But that, again, that, that is a question that uh, will no doubt be continually examined. Um, what is your outlook for finding the nine still missing passengers? Uh, there is great hope for closure among those loved ones still waiting for news, but uh, they may have been lost to sea, of course, during the disaster and not be trapped inside. Well, indeed, and, and I, I feel very much for the for the uh, relatives of, of those who have died in the incident and those who might remain within the hull, but there cannot be any certainty what will be found. And I know it's a dreadful thing to say, but I do feel very sorry for the, for, for the relatives. However, if they are inside the ship, they will be found. Yeah. I, would you suggest that that news should come within this week if the if the cells on the port there in Mokpo by Thursday latest, but we're thinking maybe as early as tomorrow, uh, the, yeah. the, the search of a, of a hull that's been rusted and, and decrepit and perhaps unstable to walk through for, for the search operation now, uh, would you say that still within a few days that should be completed? It's difficult to say because we don't really know the exact condition of the inside of the hull, how much debris and mud and uh, stuff there is. And what is really important, if you don't mind me emphasizing it, is the safety of those people who are going to be through the hull. Mm. They don't want to suffer any more. So it will be a patient, painstaking operation, and it may not be that quick. Captain Noble, I remember speaking to you at the time. Time really does fly, but for those sorely affected by this, we can only imagine how painful that period has been. Thank you very much for taking the time again today. Thank you. Good morning. Captain John Noble of Noble Marine Services. You can get in touch right now. Pound of sharp, 1013 for 51 per message.